0: I was one of those people who said that they were not a runner, but then I'd see people running and actually get jealous, and, and I'd hear – I would have that little voice in my head that said, oh, I wish you could do that, and it's like, oh, I can't, so – because I'm not a runner. Welcome to the Life
1: Coach Baker Podcast, the place to be to gain a rock-solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Life & Mindset Coach, Entrepreneur and goal smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome. Happy Tuesday, or whatever day you're listening to this. Who knows what days are even anymore, let's be real. This episode is so near and dear to my heart. And for for many reasons. One, the topic that we're talking about is one of my favorite topics on the planet. And two, the person I brought on today is one of my favorite people on the planet and I am so honored to have gotten to talk to my big sister of all people about this. And here's why I wanted to bring Lexi on today. Because not only is she so incredibly fulfilled and joyous and passionate about her career, but this woman just recently completely rewrote a new belief system in her brain. And that old limiting belief used to be, I am not a runner. So I wanted to bring her on for a very specific reason. As you guys know, if you've been following the podcast or heck, if you're even new to the podcast, you can probably tell I am so passionate about running. It is something I have worked up to. It is something I have really taken over as a huge part of my life. And I've noticed when I was posting on Instagram or even through the podcast, people were saying, oh my gosh, that's so cool. You're so inspiring. But I could never do that. Or, oh my God, that's amazing, how do you do that? I could never even imagine running that far, that time, that whatever. And instead of shouting from the rooftops back to every single, each and every single one of these people saying, no, you can do anything you put your mind to. I wanted to bring on someone who quite literally rewrote a new belief system and is now doing things that she never freaking thought possible because she was determined and ready. So here's the deal, if you are someone who wants to be a runner, if you're someone who used to be a runner, or if you're someone who wants to do hard things, I'm serious, substitute the word running for quite literally anything in this episode, it is such a powerful metaphor for anything, whether it's starting to eat healthier, starting your own health journey, starting to get your yoga certification, starting a new belief system. I mean, heck, like there's so many different nuggets you can get out of this episode, even if you're not a runner. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you can tell our voices apart because man, oh man, we are sisters in numerous ways. And our voice tamper is definitely one of them. But without further ado, I am so honored to bring on this powerhouse of a woman, Lexi Baker. Welcome Welcome, welcome. It is my extreme honor, my extreme pleasure, because my sister is on the podcast today, guys, and this is so freaking exciting. Now, I've obviously known you for 26 years. These people have not known you for 26 years, so tell them a little (laughs) bit about who you are, what you do, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Of course. So yeah, so it's so great to be here. My name is Lexi Baker, and I'm obviously your sister. I guess just a little bit about me is that I live in Portland, Oregon. I am engaged, hopefully getting married in September, and um, I'm the mother of a wonderful English setter dog. He's about 75 pounds and loves to run more than anything in the whole wide world, even more than you, Nicole. That's impossible, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I guess what else about me? I'm, I'm a marketing professional. I work in downtown Portland and I absolutely love what I do. I run PR, uh, social media, brand strategy, and I'm a go-to-market project manager for a really large uh, marketing technology company around here.
1: I want to pause for all the listeners real quick because when she first told me this, I was like, "I this is going in one ear and out the other. I have no <laughs> idea what you're saying. Let me tell you guys, this woman has saved my ass on so many occasions when it comes to marketing. When it comes to learning how to use fonts, oh my god! Literally, I feel like I learned used a- two fonts. Right? We only, <laughs> only use two fonts. We're gonna do a whole episode on branding with bringing you on, which is so good. But um, it like she she says all this, but like underneath that is like the most badass woman and grammar corrector <laughs> that I've ever met in my life. So. All of that I needed to put in aside because you're a lot, a lot more amazing than just the technical words. Thank
0: you. I, I appreciate that, and that's um, very humbling too. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, and well, and I guess you know, bringing it to the topic of today's episode is that up until really about a month ago, I did not consider myself a runner. And in fact, before the beginning of 2020, I was very adamantly all about not being a runner. I I really wore it like a badge of honor that I was not a runner because I couldn't run. Like I, I, I couldn't run. I'm not talking about like a few miles. I'm talking about not even a mile. I'm talking not even a half mile. I mean, like, this is embarrassing. Like more than a minute of running was would just completely win to me. And I'm not, not at her. all
1: embarrassing. You are not alone in that fact. I guarantee you there's at least one person listening and being like, "Oh shit,
0: she's talking to me." <laughs> but it, it, but it's true. And that's just how I was and it's not that I'm not like a, an active person. Like I love, you know, walking around. You know, I have a, a dog for instance and I love walking and I t- I take walks along like the waterfront by work, you know, on my lunch break sometimes or when I have to take a a phone call but yeah I just like it was something that I never tried to do really hard I mean like I kind of half-assed tried a few times but not really tried to run mm-hmm. and I never really felt the huge impulse to run either um and really until I guess I can go ahead and start like really setting the stage here because I yeah, cannot stress enough how much of a not runner I was until uh really up until like I said the beginning of this month um, in December, when we visited our parents for Christmas time, that was when i it was really a big wake-up call to me because mm-hmm. I saw Nicole, who you know, we grew up together. We never did runs together. We were not the athletic kids. I I was a horseback rider and a figure skater growing up. Like you literally cannot run in those sports. And I
1: also want to point out the most active thing I did as a kid was DDR. Like I didn't do anything active. (laughs) You were so good
0: at DDR. That's right.
1: Actually, I was. I was the reigning champ of the Baker household. Thank
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) But but I guess my point here is that, that in December when, um, you know, it was almost like Nicole and I had kind of been in this, like, we're not a runner's mindset for for our entire lives. And in in no particular reason, I mean, our dad, I remember seeing him like cheering him on the sidelines at the Boulder Boulder because he was a runner. He's always been a runner. He's done marathons and whatnot. And then there was us. And anyway, in December, you know, like I'm sleeping or lounging on the couch and you're going off for a four mile run. And I kind of looked at you and I looked at my fiance and it's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. What is what's going on here? Because you and I used to be in pretty much the same boat. Like, as far as I knew, at least, you were not able to run more than a half mile either. Not or in the slightest. A I quarter will, I, of a mile. <laughs> mean,
1: let me paint you a picture to pre October Nicole running. I would get like a spurt of excitement or I'd get really, really angry. And I'm like, oh, you know what you're supposed to do when you're really angry? Run it out. So I go on the treadmill, I sprint. I like not run I full out sprint like a mad woman on like level nine and I do that for maybe three quarters of a mile if I'm lucky and I get to that point and I turn it off and be like oh my god that was so hard I am not a runner that is ridiculous. And I look back on that and I'm like, what are you thinking? You crazy lady of course <laughs> that didn't work. Because, but because I saw my time, quote unquote, as a runner so valuable that I had to be the best and I had to run it in the best time, that didn't work. And we'll exactly. touch on more later with your story. But looking back at that time, I'm like, no wonder I didn't believe I could be a runner. No wonder my shins hurt like crap. Like. Yep. No wonder that all was hurting. And it's, it's literally just like a flip of the switch, but continue, continue.
0: <laughs> you're all, you're all good. So anyway, so I you know, I suddenly that like my my badge of honor of not being a runner, I was really questioning it. And and you know, th- there's a difference between people who really do embrace the the concept of I'm not a runner because they're great at other physical activities. They they actually know that they're not a runner because maybe they don't have the best knees or they really just they could do it but they just find it extremely boring so they choose to, you know, do yoga or crossfit or like our mom is a great example of this. She mm-hmm. does yoga sculpt. She goes cycling like crazy. She's, you know, stand up paddle boarding. Yeah, yeah she, and, she's and the she's, Hulk. Her, you know, in her 60s and she's in the best shape of her life. She was laughing. She's like, I couldn't run a mile. But she knows that she's not a runner. I was not in that camp. I was one of those people who said that they were not a runner, but then I'd see people running and actually get jealous. And, and mm-hmm. I'd hear, I would have that little voice in my head that said, oh, I wish you could do that. And it's like, oh, I can't. So because I'm not a runner. And that was my brain for uh, until literally January 2020. When I I told myself I was really fueled and inspired by by Nicole being able just to start doing it. And you know, it was it was 2020. I was going to be I'm going to be getting married this year. I I just started going on the treadmill um, in our apartment complex. And it started out as you know, one minute, one, one minute running, when I say running, kind of you know, jogging, obviously, and, you know, two minutes walking, and then it went up to, you know, two minutes running, and then, you know, two minutes walking, and then it gradually kind of kept going up and up, and, you know, and to be honest, at the end of uh, January, at the beginning of February, I got really sick, mm-hmm. and I was pretty much out of commission for a few weeks, and then, you know, me, came up and our parents visited and blah 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 and the next thing you know I'd run like maybe once twice in February and I was like oh my gosh I didn't do it and rather than crossing off the year or this effort or whatever you want to call it I got back up on the horse so to speak Mm. I really just kind of kept pushing forward and then you know obviously now we're in like mid-march and that's when everything here started happening and really a big push for me was when, when we started working remotely, I no longer had my morning commute, Mm -hmm. um, you know, commuting into downtown. It's, you know, I don't live too far away, but it's, it's, you know, a good chunk of time there. And so I started swapping my morning commute for running or if I wasn't, you know, not every morning, but, or like some yoga or, you know, something active and moving my body in the mornings. And that was when I went from, and again, I I can go into all of like the mindset of all that because that was like the real driver here, but just kind of like talking through what actually happened is that I, st- I was so scared to start running outside because that meant that people would actually see me running. I felt very safe in my little gym. I mean, we're talking like one treadmill, one with a tiny, tiny little gym in, in the basement. Basement.
1: Of the when we say basement, like it's like spiders. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, absolutely. Yes. It, it's not a gym, it's a basement that has <laughs> equipment in it, which I'm very grateful for. Sure. Um, however, of course, and we were not able to be in the gym anymore because of COVID. And so I suddenly had to start going outside. And I went all I we live in the beautiful suburbs of Portland, and we are extremely fortunate to live in an absolutely gorgeous neighborhood. And there's a beautiful park nearby, like with a running creek and all of that nice stuff. And especially with the bean spring, all the beautiful flowers. Anyway, I started um, it was just like a 1.5 mile route that I know very very well and I started mapping out I was like, okay first I could get to you know from my house to the school Okay, and then I could get from my house to the end of the park Ooh, but that really like was exhausting But I was kind of working up and up and up and I still wasn't even at like a half mile But I, it, and that was the hardest part was just I'm such an impatient person <laughs> But he you knows that about me and I, I'm not saying I'm proud of that that part of me, but I'm extremely impatient and the mm-hmm. fact that it didn't feel like it was working or it wasn't working at least fast enough, it w- was hard, but I, I just kept going. And, and then all of a sudden one day I was introduced, I think it was even like maybe it was Unicole who mentioned uh, the Nike running app. Mm-hmm. And so I tried that and there was literally like a, a guided a guided run called your first run. And I was like, well, that sounds really fitting. So I plugged it in and I suddenly I went from like being able to go a half mile to I did 1.63 miles. Yeah. Like literally just overnight. Mm -hmm. I, oh my gosh, I had never been so proud of myself. I don't think ever in my entire (laughs) life. Like I really don't think so.
1: If this episode is resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help people like you get rid of your limiting beliefs, get out of your comfort zone, and start achieving your dreams. If you'd like more information about my program, you can email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to book your free discovery call. Link to my email is in the description. Now, back to the episode.
0: I even, I, I rewarded myself with new shoes because I I had I was using like these old, like three-year-old Walking shoes that I had had for so long, and but I told myself I didn't want to to have that mindset where it's like, oh well, if I just have the new shoes, I can. Yeah. Run. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to like like uh, directly correlate those two, where if you have, where if I do this, then I have to have this. Mm-hmm. So instead, I turned it into a reward for myself, where okay, when I can run one mile, I will get a new pair of running shoes, and that's what I did. I I got um some. You know, nothing fancy, especially because I wasn't able to go into the store and try them on or anything like that anymore. I just ordered them online and I was so excited about my new shoes. But that was kind of like my fun little reward for myself and also just like part of that milestone there with the mile. And after that mile, it just like, it it all opened up. And the mile, okay, so my first mile was, I started running in early January 2020, like probably January 2nd or whatever, you know, New Year's resolution, woo! Woo! (laughs) and it took me until literally April 8th to run that 1.6 mile.
1: Okay, hold on. Pause, because I want that to land with listeners. How long did it take you? from when to when? Four
0: months, four months. Yeah. Four
1: months. We live in such an I want it now society. I know you'd mentioned that you're really impatient. That's not just you. That is so many people. Whether it's learning how to run, whether it's learning how to eat healthier and craving those foods, or whether it's fuck it, learning a new belief system for yourself that's empowering, that shit takes time. And yes. it's conditioning and it takes going extremely slow at the beginning. I just, yeah. I want to underline that because what a beautiful metaphor
0: for literally all things empowering in life. Right. And, and, and I will say this, that when I was still on the treadmill, it was probably like late January or something. It was the first time I had what I call like a breakthrough moment. And it, it was literally just a few moments, a few moments. I, I bet it wasn't even a whole minute of forgetting about the fact that my feet hurt and that I was running and, oh my gosh, when is this going to be over so I can stop? <laughs> And like, that was pretty much everything that had been going through my mind before that. And it was like, my mind just like cleared and I was just running and mm. I just doing it. Like I wasn't having to think about my movements or anything because I had to teach myself literally how to run. I had been very, um, uh, running on my heels, uh, previously. And so I had to learn how to run, you know, on my toes or, or what Which, I see. I still
1: pause. For everyone listening who has never been a runner before, do not run on your heels. I can say from church, do do not do that. It hurts, like, from someone who has had both a knee injury and a hip sort of injury thing, don't do it. Just run on your toes. You look like, you
0: feel like a little duckling. I felt like I was, like, a ballerina, like, prancing along. I felt, like, ridiculous. Uh (laughs) Honestly, I probably looked ridiculous because it did not come naturally to me. I had no way. It was, like, told to run on my toes. Okay, I'll run on my toes. and. I again, I purposefully did not run outside where anybody else could see me because I was so self conscious of how awful I was at running. But I had this breakthrough moment, and as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh my god, I understand why anybody runs now." I couldn't, I couldn't really understand why. I figured there must be something to it, but it wasn't until like that moment where it was almost like a meditation state. I I guess the way Uh I can say it, and you know, like with, with what I do with work and just like my life in general, I'm very much a go, go, go person. We're very similar in that way, but just very much a go-getter. And as soon as I like, as soon as that clicked where it was like, oh, this is why people do this. This is that feeling. This is how people can actually go a mile or two miles or 10 miles or whatever. And after that that w- the, knowing that feeling, and I suppose you could say it's like the addiction or whatever it is, but like kind of going after that feeling again and again on on my runs, i didn't always experience that breakthrough until after I started running further and again further meaning like a half mile here, and that was the most hey, probably great. the most exciting moment of that time between January and April there. And one of the main reasons why I was able to keep going and, and because I knew what feeling I was chasing then. Mm. And, and okay. I I haven't shared this with you yet, but today- okay, wait.
1: Pa, she texted me earlier and she's like, I have a surprise for you. And I was like, what, like, what's the surprise? She goes, I can only share it with you on
0: air. And I was like, okay, first of all, you're such a journalist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Second of all, you're mean, but okay. Tell me, tell me, tell me.
0: So, Today, I achieved my first big milestone uh, goal of five miles. Unless
1: (laughs) You guys can't see me, but I'm screaming. Oh, my God.
0: Um, So, so, uh, and like, again, like that was April 8th. I have a journal entry where I was going on and on and on about how proud I was of myself. And and we're recording this on May 1st. So, Mm -hmm. what, four weeks there? Um, I went from literally not being able to run a mile to going five miles straight. So, I'm
1: fucking ready. cry. Oh my god. I'm such a proud person right now. Oh my god. I want I want to really underline this for people because maybe they have either been a runner in the past and they haven't gotten back into it or maybe they're like what are you crazy girls talking about? I do not understand like why is this so important? Like why is this so necessary? I want to underline that moment of meditation of pushing yourself and being so incredibly proud and feeling so accomplished. I remember the first time I ran a mile and I was like, "Who?" I walked around that day. Like I had swagger music in the background. Like I had a cape flowing out of my back and just like, like, Ooh, look at me. Like, and that was, Oh uh, yeah. It, it, it's such a big feeling. And just, uh, I'm, I'm beaming. I'm beaming with pride. Oh my God. <laughs> but
0: yeah. And, and so real quickly, the, um, I, I planned on my first five mile being actually this Sunday and I was just kind of, I only planned on going for about three miles today and I was going and I was going and at, at three miles, I was like, well, I still feel really good and I knew I wanted to do five miles this weekend. So all of a sudden I was like, well, let, let's get to four miles. So I got to four miles and then at that point I was like, well, shoot, I'm, I'm already almost there. And so then I just kind of kept going and definitely the music helped a lot and uh and my dog i always take him running with me and he he, like i said he's a runner so he really helps me up some of those (laughs) hills although after mile four i don't know who's helping more who at that point like we're both pretty exhausted (laughs) and i don't think he's like gotten up since then that was about four hours ago and he's been sleeping ever since oh puppy Um, i know um but anyway yeah and it's it's really it's just exciting and it i realized the difference between being able to go from that one mile to the five miles now or the no miles to to the one mile it's really all came down to my mindset and endurance wise yes it took quite a bit of time to work up to that point mm-hmm. but i also realized that there was a lot of mindset behind it too nicole you mentioned that you know when you first started like quote unquote running you would just kind of hit the treadmill super super hard and just go as fast as you could mm-hmm. that was kind of my approach in january too, and and part of, you know, I can blame the treadmill or or whatever, just like my uh, naiveness and just not knowing and not really reaching out to learn because I'm a questioner like you. And we love to get our research and all that stuff. And this was at the point where I knew that there was no more research to be had. Like that would just be procrastination.
1: Really quick pause. If you don't know what she's talking about, it's The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. I will definitely be doing a podcast episode on it someday because it's brilliant and it's stuff that we drink up like freaking Kool Aid. But if you don't know what we're looking at, it's the four tendencies. It's amazing. Keep going.
0: Yes, it, it means that uh, I love a questioner means that you absolutely love to make your to do research to make any kind of decision. Nicole and I are both uh, questioners. That, that was the way, most
1: questioner and answer that I just said. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. And at another point, it was just like, I knew in my heart, it was like, I just have to lace my, my shoes and do it. The, the second morning that I went to go outside running, it, I opened the door and I live in Portland and it was just like raining outside. And I actually closed the door and I was like, Well, that would be nice. I, I think I'll do yoga instead. I was like, No, no. I told myself that I would go running today. It's just a little bit of rain. So instead, I grabbed my rain jacket. I got grab my ja- dog's little rain jacket, and oh I God. put it all on us, and we went on outside. And you know what? We got absolutely soaked. But we also did uh, 1.8 miles that day, you know? So it, it was exciting. And yeah.
1: Oh, my God. This is amazing. So you mentioned <laughs> mindset was a huge, big thing. What is like if you had to put a belief system that is your – substitute now for i am not a
0: runner what is your belief system now it, it completely changed to i am a runner mm-hmm. and you know i i i don't i don't necessarily want to be like a big marathon runner or a race runner by any means i just want to be able to casually go out for you know, four mile run three times a week uh, or to go on those longer runs, to be able to do a 10K, to be able to do a half marathon with you to rather than, you know, for somebody to even mention such a thing for me to suddenly be embarrassed and have to be like, oh no, I don't do that. And so be like, no, yes, let's make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and having that ability and same thing as like being able to run with my fiance too. We, <laughs> our first run that we did together and one of my only runs that I did um, in the 2010s was oh wow <laughs> was in March 2015. We had been dating for about six months, and um, let's just say that it's a very good thing that we survived that because oh dear, it, it was it, he was a runner, I was not, and um, yeah, <laughs> but the, and so so literally I, it took into like mid-April for us to go on a run together it took more than five years for us to go on a run again together and when we were going on it we went about three miles that day and he looked over to me at one point and he was just smiling so big like you your form it's amazing he was so proud of me and now we go on like I still like to do my own runs um Honestly, like, especially, like, with the music and things like that. But he and I both love to go on runs now together. And it's kind of like our thing, you know, and especially since we're working from home both together right now, you know, a nice afternoon run or, like, an evening run, it really kind of helps us come together at the end of the day. And that's really exciting that we're now able to do that together. Mm -hmm. Mm Oh,
1: my gosh. So you'd mentioned, obviously, the Nike Run Club, which is an amazing, amazing app. If you got, if any, I'm gonna. This is not an ad, I swear. But this is just like, it is an app that you just get track. It like tracks you through it. You can set the distance. It like lets you know when you're like you're at three miles running time. Blah. No, Nicole, but
0: remember, you're at half a mile. You're at one mile. Oh, me. <laughs> sorry. Thank you.
1: I'm doing 12 miles tomorrow, and let me tell you, my life up yeah, yeah, yeah. starting. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay but I worked my way up to this there was a time in my life where I would have to do the okay run for 20 seconds walk for two and that was October that was back in October it was October of last year yeah and now here I am what seven eight months later and I'm running 12 and like the amount of pride that I look at with my partner with Brett we look at each other and we're like holy crap like This is something we never thought we'd ever be able to do. But there are, I will say, because I want to touch on resources because there's a lot of resources, at least for me, I know there's a few for you that have really helped me other than the mindset. I will tell any listener right now, your mindset is the biggest thing holding you back from not running. Biggest thing, 100%. But not having shoes, I know you'd mentioned, (laughs) um, getting shoes. And I will say, I ran my first race, my first uh, 5K in my like three year old Nikes,
0: yeah, and, and like what I was saying earlier, when it comes to you know, it's not about like, oh, in order to be a runner, I need to have shoes here. No. It, that's that's an excuse. There, it's really about more of the enablement to make you a better runner, exactly. So to speak.
1: I will say, and like, so- definitely, it helps with it helps so much with form. So much, I, I yes. love what you say. It is not an excuse. Hands freaking down, you can lace up your shoes right now. And go on a run and like figure out the 20 seconds, the one minute, like doing the starting stones. If you are someone who is like starting to drink the Kool-Aid and starting to be like, oh, like I can see myself doing three miles plus, please do yourself a favor and get some shoes because your legs will thank you for it. Your hips will thank you for it. Your knees will thank you for it.
0: Yes. And, and going back to, um, you know, like an app, whether it's the Nike running club or, or whatever other one that you might prefer to use, like I have a Fitbit and it just wasn't quite enough for what I was looking for. And the main thing for me was just like that first guided coaching run, just like to be actually able to go over the finish line. And the biggest takeaway for me for that was starting slow,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: like I mentioned earlier when I was on the treadmill, it was really like, I would just kind of have one speed and I learned how to warm up to my run as I was running. My dog is walking as I do my little slow jog there. I mean, it's it's extremely slow, but it still is getting my body warmed up, getting it going so that all of a sudden it's half a mile, and I've already done half a mile, and I'm just kind of starting to get warmed up. And then it goes on and on and on, and then you can are able to kind of keep pushing yourself because you've had that warm-up. So that was, honestly, I'd say probably the biggest tactical difference from – when I was that took me over the line from kind of just trying to run versus suddenly being coming as a, as far as I saw it, a runner. Yeah. Um, and also just like learning learning your groove, I think is another big thing. Um, and you know you don't have to get it right the first time. It's all about kind of experimenting. For me, I love exploring our neighborhood, but I also don't really like not knowing where I'm going. I like yeah. to have like my my trails mapped out or you know my my maps all mapped out. My routes all mapped out, and so what we now do is we on our afternoon walks we kind of scope out like our new running area and then we'll like add that onto our loop. So now instead of it being like a two mile loop, we now have like almost a five mile loop sort of thing. Mm. And then also, like, how, what you like to listen to. Um, I used to listen to the Harry Potter audiobooks like on repeat pretty much when I first started running, and I'd be like, okay, I and it's I know the Harry Potter books like literally like the back of my hand. She's
1: not exaggerating. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> literally, I told Lexi that I had never read the Harry Potter books before and she gave me her Audible account. I have yes, now read I the did. Harry
0: Potter books. <laughs> They're fantastic. <It's> very fast <laughs> too. Yes. They're so but good. I, but, I, but I knew them so well. And so it almost became like background noise. And then anyway, and then I would try listening to a podcast or a new audiobook as I was running. And that didn't quite click with me or even sometimes ran like without anything at all and it wasn't until I actually started listening to music was when it was like oh this works which I know is really silly but it took me until last week to start listening to music and that was what took me from oh this will be a two-mile run to it suddenly became a four-mile run because I literally could not stop when The Greatest Showman was playing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay which song though this is me the greatest showman or that one
0: was the greatest showman but this is me is also on the playlist um I I know
1: (laughs) I share the playlist (laughs) (laughs)
0: and and so yeah so that was really exciting and then like same thing with today like I I had that same playlist going and it is my pump-up playlist now and I love it so much and what really got me up like the hardest hill at mile three or four when I was kind of getting my first real bad wind was that I really don't care song which that brought me way back to (laughs) to I'm fist pumping I
1: love that song yeah it
0: it was it's definitely like a rallying cry for me it was a pretty bad breakup song for me and uh, about six years ago Mm. and all of a sudden I had some real serious emotions hill. oh my god it just all comes back to like that the emotion and for me so it really does tie into like that music and the emotion and you know if it's a slow song and i'm just kind of cruising then that's great but if i need like a pump up song then my gosh i will definitely change it to the next song you know so what is your
1: what is your ultimate running pump up song
0: okay i I will again i've only been listening for a little while now but the uh that sledgehammer song i don't know why it's not a song i normally listen to but but yeah so and, and now it's really exciting and you know, and I I don't always run in the mornings. Sometimes if, if I don't run in the mornings then I make sure to at least do like a 15 minute yoga stretch or something like that to get my body going. But you know, I also love just kind of running in the evenings. And I have a feeling that once and you know, once we are able to go back into work again, that I will probably be running it in the evenings because, you know, I, I get to downtown by 8am. And that would mean me having to get up at probably like five or so. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's for some people. That's awesome. Good for you. That's not me, and that's okay. Right now, I'm able to like get out the door and start my runs at 7 a.m. and that works perfectly. I'm able to still get jumping um, with work at 8 8 a.m. And the most exciting thing is too, because of course, I like am telling everybody on my team this. Is that our CMO, my boss? He has started running again, and apparently his wife was like, "What the heck are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, my teammate Lexi is running." Blah, blah. One of my other uh, teammates, she and I live in the same neighborhood, so we frequently like run into each other on our walks. And I ran into her today on my run, and she was running too. And then I ran into her at the end of my walk, and by then she was uh, she was walking. And, I'm sorry, towards the end of my run, and by then she was walking, and she's like, whoa, you're still going, and I was so close to five miles. I was like at 4.8, and I was like, five miles, <laughs> and she was cheering me on, and it was so much fun, and anyways, just like subtle, even though we're all apart, it's suddenly become like this like really fun thing, and a few of my old teammates, we no longer work together, but they're both marathon runners and they've been cheering me on. We have like a chat and Jake, my fiance, he's training to do 30 miles on his 30th birthday. um, uh, Coming up in right. in what, uh, eight months or so. And so, you know, he of course running with him, those are definitely the longer runs for me, which again, between like four or five miles now. So yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. I am just, I'm, so overwhelmed with pride and joy and just like so much but I do want to touch on something real quick because this is actually something that I've gotten a lot of dms about and that is um people showing like sending me pictures of like them going on runs or like me reacting to someone on their stories that are about to go on a run and they're like thank you so much you inspired me And I'm not saying that to be like, toss, toss, look at me, inspiring people. I'm saying that universally when you start to do things, and it doesn't have to be running, but when you start to do things that are pushing yourself to a new growth element, to a new comfort zone, to a new element of who you truly are, like when you start to really explore that and really grow people, that's infectious. That is something people, I'm getting fired up now, but that is something (laughs) people love to know about and people. People are always so afraid that like, oh, they're going to get mad or they're going to try to bring me down or whatever. Some people are going to try to do that. And let's be real, those people don't belong in your corner. The people who see you do that and are inspired by you, who start running, for instance, that is the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. And you saying like, oh, I don't want to do X. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone and achieve this whole new thing because it would hurt Why? that's a fucking excuse. A, yep. I'm gonna call them out. Excuse, but I love, 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 love that that is something that is inspired not only your team but also like you and me. You did more miles than me
0: today. That's so freaking Wait, awesome! I also I, I called mom and dad like literally right after the run, and I was like breathing heavily, like guess what I just did, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I told them, and dad said that he did four miles today, and I think I remember you saying that you did four miles, so. I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I ran the most miles of any Baker family member today, and I can't believe I'm actually saying those words because I really and truly never thought that would happen, like ever, 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 ever. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's exciting. And and again, I'm, like I'm talking about all this, but it's also like I just have to say again, four weeks ago was when I ran my first mile, and it took me yeah months to literally months to get to that point. And again some of those months were on, some of those months were off. And I'm sure that that time is going to come again, where there's going to be super busy times in life where, you know, I won't run for a few weeks or a month or whatever that might be. And it's not about then suddenly being defeated and going back to my old label of, oh, well, I'm just not a runner. It's like, no, just getting again, right back up on that horse and keep going. And even if it is a little bit of a setback, it's not the end of the world by any means. And that was something I definitely learned in February when I was kind of beating myself up. And I don't want to say started back at square one by any means, but you know, I hadn't run in a, in a month or so. So Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. So that actually, I have have a question for you in that case. If someone is listening to this and they've had the label of, I am not a runner, I am not a runner my entire life, but they've you and like me before this, like they saw someone running and. They got that spark. They got that little voice in their head saying, oh, don't you? aren't you curious? Aren't you like wanting to try it? Like what, what's all the hubbub about? What would you say to that person who was right before, like right inches before the moment of lacing up their shoes and trying it?
0: It's just following through with actually doing that. And even if you feel like your form is off, that's okay. Even if you are struggling to run, even not even a whole minute, that's okay too. Even if if your excuse is I don't have anywhere to go, yeah, I, I have a really hard time believing that. I mean, sure, yeah, you can't go go to a gym right now, or you might not be able to afford one once we are able to come back out there into the world. But there's got to be some neighborhoods, even if it's not yours, you can drive to one or you know a park or wherever there's not an excuse for that so it's just about figuring out what your real excuses are and if it's just the fact of being afraid to do it then the only only thing to respond back with is just doing it and just getting it over with mm-hmm. just get it over with and then after that then you'll be able to it'll keep getting easier and easier and easier and some days it might not be as easy because yeah. you had a rough day or you didn't want to wake up in the morning or you had a bottle of wine the night before or whatever that might be. <laughs> Keep going. Like, and, and if you, for any reason you miss it one day, then don't beat yourself up and just know that there's another day and another day after that too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. And it's so, it's so true. I, you said it perfectly. I can't, <laughs> say, I can't say anything on it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have one last big, big question for you. You know that I'm all about goals. You know that I'm all about achieving. You know that I all, and I know that you are too. <laughs> I was is just a baker thing. <laughs> this is definitely a baker girl thing. But so now that you've started to really get in on this and start to lace up your shoes through twice, three times, four times a week, what are some goals that you're seeing for yourself in like the maybe next year as a runner?
0: Yes. Um- well, first of all, my first big goal was five miles and took that off the list today. Um, my, and first of all, I always have like my, you know, short-term and long-term goals because if we don't have the short-term goals, then well, again, I'm impatient. I need to have that instant <laughs> gratification in some way or shape or form. And so, so my next goal is uh, 10K. I'm particularly excited about that one because where Nicole and I are from, we're from Boulder, Colorado, and every single Memorial Day weekend, they have uh, the Boulder Boulder, and it's a 10k race. And you know, some people take it very seriously, and they run the whole way. And then there are like Olympic athletes who do it as well with, you know, timed and all that. And then there's those of us who more just walk it, dress up in fun costumes, like all that kind of and everything in between. Mm -hmm. And so I could never comprehend how anybody could run that whole thing. Like dad would do it and and all these other people that I knew have done that. So that amount, so that distance is particularly impactful and meaningful for me. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely my biggest short-term goal right now. And then my long-term goals are for one, just being able to explore Oregon. Like we live in one of the most beautiful states and just go running with my fiance. Whether that's go to the coast and go running on the beach whether that's going on any of the amazing trails that we have, whether I've never gone running on a real trail yet. I am not the most um, graceful person. So I'm a little bit concerned (laughs) about stumbling. But again, that's another fear that it's just like, well, I just have to push through it. And now I actually have kind of, I call it my runner's feet where I know the movements a lot better. It's all a lot more automatic. It feels really natural to me. So I have a feeling that once when I do hit the trails, I won't be stumbling over my feet quite as much. Mm -hmm. Um, And if not, then, you know, I have my fiance right there to catch, me or carry me back to the car or whatever to the, hospital, anyway, you know, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first time a whole other podcast. But, um, and then I'd say that kind of like when you really think about it, one of my other big goals too, is that, you know, when I first started sharing with you this running journey that you said, Oh my gosh, I'd love to do a half marathon with you. And even if my overall goals are not to become a competitive, uh, racing runner or whatever that might be called, like the idea of doing a half marathon with you just like warms my heart. So that's, those are kind of like my, my long-term goals right now. And, you know, especially as we start, you know, as, as, as I get married and then, you know, once after our honeymoon and we want to start our family afterward, I really want to just be in great shape for when all of that's going on. So mm. yeah.
1: Wow. I hope so. I mean, first of all, I hope people get so much out of this and out of this episode, but I hope they get one thing overall. And that was, it's never too late. It's never too early. It's never the right time. It's never the wrong time to start.
0: Exactly. And I'd say that it's it's doubly both, there's nothing special about it. And at the same time, there's something incredibly special about it. As in, if that makes any sense, where there's nothing special about it, where there's nothing like I did not do anything special except for lace up my shoes and literally just start going. Like, and I used to hear people tell me that and it was the most infuriating (laughs) thing. And I'm sorry that I'm now one of those people telling you this. However, it's also just true. It's just true. And if you're angry that I'm telling you this because it just sounds too hard, then that is just an excuse of you just not wanting to get started because if you're anything like me, it was just a fear and an impatience and the frustration that you're not already able to do something that you feel like you should be able to do. And that's okay. And you will get to that point if you just keep on putting literally one foot in front of the other.
1: And I want to, I want to actually even add one thing because for someone who's like so incredibly ingrained the belief that I am not a runner, here is my challenge to this person listening right now. Write on a sticky note. I'm all about the sticky notes. You have to have a visual reminder. Write on a sticky note, I am a runner. Put it on your mirror. Put it on your bedside table. Put it on your desk. Put it on your um, refrigerator. Put it on your shoe. Like literally everywhere for one week. Don't put on your shoes for one week and just read that everywhere. I guarantee you, you are not going to make it a week without lacing up your shoes and going out for a run. Oh, absolutely. You're start. You're going to start thinking that, like, constantly. Oh, I'm a runner. Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm a runner. Oh, I'm seeing that all the time. Oh my gosh, I'm a runner. You're going to put on your shoes, and it's going to be a million times easier because hopefully, a you're going slow. Please, please, please. Also, go slow the first time. It's not. Yes.
0: Like, it's not a race. No, like I, when I say that I go slow, I start slow, and when the very first time I went with my fiance, we were going, and I was jogging so slow, and he's like. I'm sorry, I just need to speed walk. I, like he was literally walking as I was jogging next to him and we passed by a whole bunch of people. And I was so embarrassed. But it was, I was like, no, this is yep. this is how I start. And I like if they have like, why do I even care about what these other people might be thinking? They're probably looking at us and being like, Wow, good for her for running because they sure weren't. Mm-hmm. So
1: I wanna I want to even touch on that for a second because you mentioned earlier how you felt so much embarrassment about going outside and running like the wrong form oh or gosh, stuff like yes. that. Oh But here's the thing. Here's what – and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you make a powerful decision or when you make a powerful – and there's a whole episode, the previous episode, all about powerful decision-making. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Shameless plug. But the when you make a powerful decision of I am a runner, no, I am deciding to make this a priority in my life, that crap – The, oh God, what if they judge me? What if they like, well, that doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is putting one foot in
0: front of the other and giving it a fucking go. Like exact. And same with, I was also partly holding myself accountable by, you know, how having fun just documenting on social media too with, you know, a post every now and then. And at one point I did mention how I wasn't able to do a full mile yet. And I almost didn't post it because I was so embarrassed by like it, all my friends and family being like, oh, Lexi can't even do a mile, and I had so many people reach out to me, congratulating me for my effort and for and them being like, "Yeah, like good for you." I've never even tried to do that, and that was really exciting. And I haven't honestly, I I haven't really shared too much even since then. But it's like every time I talk to people now, and I, I have so much energy, and I'm really annoying because I'm like, "Guess what I did." today. I did three miles. And some people are like, yeah, so, so did I. And some people are like, wow, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it is what it is. Oh my God.
1: Lexi, my darling sister, my inspiration in so many ways, my best friend, my everything. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking about this and talking about your story with us because there are so many people who need to hear this right now. And it doesn't, and like, I know we said this at the beginning, but I'm going to reiterate it. It doesn't have to be about running, it can be about anything. And this is just a perfect metaphor for starting something new and truly embedding it in your belief system. So I, I commend you for coming on here, I commend you for sharing your story. Thank you so much for being here. I want to just touch, like, where can people find you? Because um, I know you. You said you don't post that much about running anymore, but in case you do soon, where can people find you?
0: Of course. Um, Instagram is probably the best. Uh, LexgeLivin. Is my Instagram handle, and yeah, I love it's mostly Instagram stories. I love doing all that kind of fun stuff.
1: She has a, oh. an amazing and beautiful dog that might drool everywhere, but she doesn't seem to mind. But so <laughs> that is like the main thing on her. So if you like, if you like dogs, definitely go check that out. But uh, I'll put the link in the show notes also for
0: people. Oh, to- thanks, little yeah. one. Well, and thank you so much for having me and for you know uh, giving me the platform to be able to share my story too. And you know, I I just know that if I had heard something like this, I would have been like, wow, I'm not the only one so I'm hoping that someone out there is also feeling the same way because you're not you're not alone by any means and my gosh if I can do it you can I promise you I promise you <laughs> yeah.
1: and I, w- I want to say this from six months from now you if I can run 12 miles tomorrow you can run 12 miles someday too And I know you know that. And I like, but I'm going to say that for this person who's listening, who's right now in your old shoes, in both of our old shoes, Mm -hmm. you can do hard things. You can do extremely hard things that seem so impossible to you. And it's just a month away. It's just seven months away, whatever that looks like, but it's, it's coming. But Lexi, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. I hope you guys got so many juicy tools, tactics to implement into your own life, whether that's a running journey or whether that's literally anything else you are trying to accomplish. You can do hard things. But first, I wanna talk about some key takeaways from this conversation. One, if you have that little voice that says, oh, I wish I could do that, follow it. You never know what's on the other line. Two, when you fall off the wagon, Instead of beating yourself up and making excuses and pushing back the date, get back up on the horse. Three, patience. You have to start slow and it's going to take time. Four, instead of using, if only I had this, then I would be able to do this excuses, make that thing a reward for doing something hard. Five, we can do all the research, but there comes a time when you have to lace up your shoes and hit the pavement. Six, when you start doing hard things, it is infectious and other people will begin to follow suit. Seven, have your short-term goals and celebrate them, especially if you are someone who is impatient and needs that instant gratification. Eight, remember, write down, I am a runner, I am a runner. Make it a visual reminder and see what it feels like after one week. And last but not least, nine, when you get determined enough, when you make a powerful enough decision, all those other people's opinions, all the embarrassment or whatever of starting slow goes away and you get motivated and passionate about your new endeavor. I hope this helped you guys. I hope you had some great Key points. I want to highlight something Lexi and I talked about, and that was the Nike Run Club app. Again, this is not an ad, this is just something that her and I have both used. It's a free app. They have guided runs, or you can connect it with your Spotify account and you can just have that little voice in your ear that says, Hey, you've gone this far. This is your time. If you want, it's a great, great, great resource, especially for those guided runs for your first few on the pavement. It helps so, so much. Thank you guys so, so much for being here. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at Life Coach Baker on Instagram or hello at lifecoachbaker.com through email. And don't forget to check out Lexi at Lex Living. I'll put the link in the show notes on Instagram. I'll talk to you guys soon and have a great day. And if you're going out, have a great run. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.